Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this a very special Tuesday episode of Goal to Go. Um, but it's not Goal to Go; it's just a thingy. Um, so LSU's hired Brian Kelly as its uh, new football coach. Cool. Great. Just why? I I have so many questions. There are so many questions that you can ask about why Brian Kelly. I mean, there, there's reason, of course, to say, no, he's actually a pretty decent head coach. I mean, he's coming in with a ton of wins, you know. He's got more wins than any other Notre Dame coach in history. He's, you know, he's he's got a record of success. He's got a track record of success. Of course, you know, his bowl record is something that people point out or the fact that he's never won a playoff game but the fact that he's making the playoffs anyway is still pretty impressive. Um, Yeah, and I mean, recruiting-wise, I think they're like top 10. He's got a top 10, top 5 recruiting class coming in. Like, hey, that's pretty good. Walker Howard, he's a 5-star quarterback recruit who was, I think think he's verbally uh, committed to LSU, but he was still going to Notre Dame was his other school. You got Brian Kelly here, he's going to stay. And uh, he's been saying, look, I really like this hire. I like Brian Kelly. And, I mean, we'll see about it. Because I'm just going to say it. Like, a lot of people don't like this hire, including me. Like, this is not what I was hoping for. I mean, granted, I think we were all hoping for Lincoln Riley. And we thought that was going to happen. It turns out we didn't get him. That was USC. But, like, sometimes you'd rap. It, it almost feels like you'd almost want Jimbo Fisher more sometime. Like, I mean, I was having this discussion, and it's like, I don't know if I'd rather Jimbo or Brian Kelly. My goodness. Because Brian Kelly feels like such a weird hire. Like, he's completely out of left field. There's nothing about him that really screams, oh, he could be LSU's next coach. Like, really? I mean, and... So... Let me go through, I've already gone through the quick little list of what I think was like, hey, it was a good hire. I mean, he's a winner, proven winner wherever he goes. He's got that proven recruiting. He's got five-star quarterback saying, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, But like, and I don't mean to be pessimistic, but because I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him a chance, but I feel like I just want to get out all of the things that I feel about this hire just because I think that's important for, well, it's not important, but you know, I just want to do it because I got to, because if I don't, then I'm just going to continue to shout them at myself as opposed to shouting them out at other people. So let's go with this. Um, So let's start with first thing. And a lot of people have been saying it and it feels pretty true. He doesn't feel like the kind of guy that would come to LSU. I mean, the best tweet we've, scene is, um, this the type of guy who thinks Sprite is too spicy. Um, but you never know. I mean, Nick Saban wasn't really a Louisiana guy. Les Miles really wasn't, and some people are calling this Les Miles 2.0, which, hope to God it doesn't, you know, have that one thing that the Les Miles hire had, which was, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. Just, he feels weird. He doesn't feel like the guy you would hire if you're LSU. I don't know what it is about him, but he just feels off. 
but again, I'm willing to excuse it. Like, fine. Number two, the guy is, like, pretty unlikable. I don't know what it is about him, but he is so off-putting. Like, when he tried to say, oh, yeah, the execution of our offense, maybe the offense should be executed, like, earlier this year, you didn't come off sounding, like, funny. Like, when Jim McKay is asked about the execution of his offense, and he says, I'm all for it, it's brilliant. Because Jim McKay was... Like, he's trying to channel that, and I think that there's a clear and obvious disconnect between the way those two things are, and of course I'm going to overanalyze this. Jim McKay is asked about the execution of his offense. Everyone knows the Buccaneers are the worst team in football. Jim McKay think probably is thinking, my USC teams could beat these Buccaneers that I have. And coming off a game against the Browns, He's asked the perfect question, and he just delivers the perfect line. And I don't think there's any footage of it, but, like, I laugh because I can hear him say it, and it's perfect. And Brian Kelly, when he does it, he's not asked about the execution of his offense. He tries to bring it up. It comes off off-putting. It comes off, like, really, dude? Why are you saying this? Like, there's nothing about this that makes any sense here. Why would you say that? It's not funny. It's not, you know, something that, oh, yeah, haha, get it, because you're bad. It, it just comes off as weird. And that kind of thing kind of, it's really hard to put into words how, and I don't want to say he's unlikable, but it, the word off-putting is about as good as I'm going to get. He comes off as a guy who's not, like, super personable. I mean, you look at the way he left. Like, he sends a text to all of the players saying, I'm going to have a meeting at 7 a.m. the next morning. 7 a.m. He then has the meeting, and it's 11 minutes long. It is an 11-minute meeting at 7 a.m. saying that you're leaving when you've already sent a text. That's not how you do that at all. I've seen worse. I mean, we all know about the, uh, you know, you could leave letters in their locker room or you could just do a text message. But like, you still did it in a way that feels kind of weird. And again, I'm trying to look at this with some sort of good part. But I'm having a difficult time just because of how odd it feels. And again, this is what what really gets me about this is that I don't know if this is a Scott Woodward hire that he wanted from the start or if this is a Scott Woodward is desperate hire. Because it could be both. It could be you got out from under your uh, grasp, Lincoln Riley went to USC. And that's what this feels like. It feels like a hire where you're desperate, you wanted a big name. However, there's also a very good chance that's not true. That, in fact, Brian Kelly, because he was a name that actually popped up early in the head coaching search, like, he wasn't someone that was totally out of left field from the start. It just felt kind of weird now. And I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Notre Dame is a playoff team right now. They're a potential playoff team. 
That's what makes it so weird. And so you got that. And then you still have those big questions on whether he can win going up against tougher opponents because, um, you know, tends to play a pretty easy schedule, what with the ACC being the way it is. Um, and then the other teams, they tend to play, like, they're not always that hard. Like, you're playing Navy every year. Navy is not a hard game to win. Like, come on, guys. Um, so there's really been that question of when he goes up against the best of the best, can he actually win? Now, granted, I know Notre Dame may not be able to get the best of the best players, but still, you're not competitive in those games either. Yes, they beat LSU in the Citrus Bowl, but, like, let's talk about the big, big games where you should be showing up. He hasn't. The BCS Championship, they didn't show up. They got their asses kicked, and everyone knew that was going to happen. The playoff games. They haven't done much of anything in playoff games. They've looked, like, just mad out there. But, of course, he also, you know, they had that win over Iowa State that one time. You know, like a 7-5 and Iowa State team? Like, that's not exactly an impressive win. Con- congratulations. Like, you're not exactly coming out here with all of this amazingness when you beat the crap out of an Iowa State team nobody had any faith in. Like, come on. But, you know, whatever. The final thing about this is the controversies, and it gets me into a thing that annoys me a lot about LSU right now. Um, Kind of annoys me, kind of doesn't. There are two controversies. I'll start with a quick one, because frankly, I don't think it actually warrants as much discussion about Brian Kelly. Uh, That's the Lizzie Seberg... um, Suicide following an alleged sexual assault. Basically, 2010, uh, a, a Notre Dame student, um, she alleged sexual assault uh, by Prince Shembo, a Notre Dame football player, uh, and then she committed suicide, and that got into a whole big thing with Notre Dame. Uh, the main reason I didn't want to talk about it that much is because Brian Kelly's barely involved in this. The one part where he kind of gets big ish involved is that Prince Shembo alleges that Kelly told him to stay silent. Um, but there's really nothing that's ever been proven about that that I could really find about this. It's like, okay, that might have happened because the main focus that a lot of people have been going into is more how Notre Dame handles Title IX and their athletes and stuff like that because holy cow, that was a nightmare. Because it turns out at that time, and I don't know if this is still true, because, um, you know, they're a private school and they can keep that stuff private. And also, I was way more focused on another thing. Um, Basically, it was impossible to get uh, police officers to talk to athletes uh, because, like, athletes could just, you know, not almost. In fact, Shembo said that he never knew about why police wanted to talk to him until, like, a long time after, uh, I think it was like a year or so is a very long time. So yeah, again, that whole thing, it's less on Brian Kelly and more on the university, I think. So I thought it was less important than the death of Declan Sullivan. 
Now, this one is again one where you can possibly say it wasn't Brian Kelly's fault, but I think that the controversy itself is worthy of discussion. So, October 27, 2010, uh, Declan Sullivan was a student worker. He was filming practice outside. Um, his hydraulic lift uh, toppled over or, or collapsed, um, and he died. Uh, it was a very windy day. So, basically, what happened at the end of this was that the Indiana OSHA office, they fined uh, the university $77,500 for six safety violations, uh, including putting workers at extreme risk. Now, let me just get you up to speed on what the extreme risk was. So, it toppled over in extreme winds. When I say extreme winds, I'm talking the gusts were in the 50s, 53 mile an hour gusts. Now, thing that's important to note, October 26th, 2010, Northern Indiana experienced a tornado outbreak. Um, there was a, I believe it, like it was an anti-cyclone or something. Um, there was an extreme weather event that was coming from Minnesota that ended up moving into Indiana. It did not really impact the South Bend area that much. It was south of that, but still, that's a big deal. Um, there were extreme thunderstorms, squall lines in the early morning into the afternoon on the 26th. So, that's something important to note, that you, as Brian Kelly, you know about that because you saw all of the that, and you probably didn't have practice on that day, and if you did, it was indoors. The next day, the National Weather Service issues an advisory that winds are going to be between 25 and 30, or that you should expect winds to be between 25 and 35 miles an hour with gusts up to 45 miles an hour. The scissor lifts that they were using were not meant to be used in winds that exceeded 28 miles an hour. That's a problem because when they say gusts up to 45, that's more than 28. Just, just important mathematics stuff. But apparently nobody was told that it was too dangerous, um, despite the fact that, you know, the people working there thought it was too dangerous, and Sullivan him self actually said and i'm going to have to use a direct quotation um yes he tweeted his concerns about the weather uh less than an hour before he died um gusts of wind up to 60 miles per hour today will be fun at work i guess i've lived long enough which is one of those things that is absolutely horrifying to read, you know, when you hear the same person died because of the things. So, that happened. There was a long investigation, and the findings came out in March of 2011. Um, they didn't name who was at fault, because that's an OSHA thing. They don't try to find who was at fault. They try to find what happened. But... Brian Kelly said that he wasn't responsible for determining whether they practiced outside um, because of weather. He said that, like, it was up to, uh, it was, quote, based on information from his support staff as to whether or not they practiced outside. Um, now, I am going to say this. Uh, I don't think that that means much of anything because you... 
And it does get me on this weird, like, is it really his fault? Is he responsible for this? And I think yes. I don't think it's necessarily, like, murder or anything. Or, like, oh my goodness gracious. But, like, it's negligent. Like, I don't care if you have people on your support staff whose job that is. You should be able to get alerts on your phone about the National Weather Service advisories. And when it gets that windy you might want to think about holding it inside, especially when you knew there was a tornado outbreak the prior day. All I'm saying is that I think it was too dangerous a condition for Brian Kelly to make, um, to let his assistant say that. I think that if you're allowing that to happen, that you're being very negligent in that situation, and that, like, it's questionable of whether you can run the team effectively if you cannot tell Dangerous conditions are dangerous. And I'm luckily the towers that we have for filming practice, um, they're, you know, stuck in the ground, so they can't go down like that. And now, and after that incident, by the way, uh, Notre Dame banned those lifts from their practices, and I don't know what else they use to film them, but they use something. Um, but still, like, you want to talk about that kind of weather? Hi, Louisiana weather is crazy. And I'm worried about that. I'm not entirely worried. I'm not thinking like, oh my God, he's going to kill someone. But like, I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy might not have great judgment. And also he did that. And this brings me kind of to a final point, which is just the theme of like the last couple of hires LSU's made. Um, not Jay Johnson, but like Kim Mulkey and now Brian Kelly. It's like we took the idea of what was in... We, we took the Hush Blackwell report and we said... Cool. Anyway, um, because like you're not, and again, Brian Kelly, like he, that whole story is a bit of a nightmare. And going deeper into it, I realized, okay, yeah, this 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 is actually something that's far greater than him. Uh, you have the Declan Sullivan thing, which again, it's not Title Nine, but there's still that controversy. But why are you hiring controversial coaches? Like, in the wake of this. Like, it honestly makes you realize, like, we don't care about anything other than winning. Like, the Jay Johnson hire was... There's a... It's pretty obvious that Skip Bertman had a ton of input on that. Because he was going to be like, no, we're hiring a guy that fits the culture of what I want at this program, and I get to say this because I built this program and then was the AD of this university so I get to say this stuff okay cool you should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about I hired the guy who also you know won a national championship like I know what I'm doing here okay that's what he did but you got these other two hires they're big names that's it that's all that's all they are they're big names that win they're big names that win cool they're controversial as hell. Why are we just saying, yeah, we don't care? I mean, I've said this about Will Wade. Like, Will Wade is the heel of college basketball, but that's a completely separate thing. Like, fine. Like, he's still employed, but you didn't necessarily hire him, and that's really not your business. But here, here's a question. Why are the cells still our tennis coaches, despite all the evidence that's come out to give pretty good reason to fire them. You have 
more than enough reason to fire them. You have what was mentioned in the Hush Blackwell report. You have a lawsuit that I believe was filed against them. You have the Reveille report that was that just completely uncovered a toxic culture within the women's tennis program. And you took that information and you did nothing with it. Because what even? What you know what? I mentioned there was that article by that uh, AL.com guy that said LSU was going to hire a bozo like John Gruden. You weren't wrong about the bozo, you were just wrong about which. You get Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, the guy who will, like, this is the guy who screwed over his entire team when he mentioned to the NCAA they had those academic issues. Do you think any of that crap's going to fly at LSU? Dude, we're currently, like, someone made another great tweet that we really hired the guy that would turn in Will Wade. Like, seriously? Culture fit? You gotta remember, this is not a culture of um, accountability. If we were a culture of accountability, we'd have fired the cells, fired Les Miles uh, with cause, and fired Coach O, again, with cause, instead of paying him $17 million to shut up. Again, we could have done that. We, we could have easily fired Kocho with cause. We had cause to fire him. And we didn't. We're choosing not to do that. That's on Scott Woodward, and that's on the entire athletics department. Okay? Accountability. Look, I have said this before, and I will say this again. The LSU athletics department does not care. There are certain places in which... Fine, they'll let good things happen. And there are other places where they just don't care. Okay? I wish, I'm shocked that they just deal with the women's tennis thing, but I guarantee you part of that has to do with the fact that it's just winning and it's like, eh, whatever. We don't care. Like, really. You you don't want to try something better when, when, when like, it's an... It's not even an open secret when there's a report about it. When there's a pretty toxic culture. And by the way, you didn't even have to fire them. They were on the last year of their contract. Now, un unless I was completely wrong about the way I had read that originally. You had to re-up their contract. You had to sign them again. When instead, you could have, after the past season, just not re-signed them because of what came out. Because of what you knew. I don't know why you decided to keep them besides winning, but it gets annoying. It's also something that I've come to expect, though. Here at LSU, we don't care about anything except winning. That's all that matters. If you haven't figured this out by now, then welcome to the party. It's not about actually building a culture of accountability at LSU. If we wanted to do that, we'd have done that years ago. If we wanted to do that, we would have listened to other reports. The Hush Blackwell report was the sixth. The sixth Title IX report the LSU had commissioned. Or that had been done. I believe it was the sixth. It was either the fifth or the sixth. Because I don't remember if... I might be double counting the NASA one or something. Either way, there were many of them. And you just didn't do anything. You had a report commissioned. And then you didn't follow up on it when you were supposed to. Um, I believe the athletics department had that one commissioned. Um, 
where they literally just got the findings of it and then they didn't have a follow-up when they were supposed to. They never got the second half of it. You had one that was under uh, F. King Alexander where, you know, they gave a list of solutions. Like, here's a list of things that you can do to make things better and they never did it. Just completely ignored every single one of them. And that's what we are. We're given these ideas of solutions and then we say we're going to do something about it we're not like like it gets to the point where you just become I don't understand how people can continue to see this and not realize it's intentional the point of all of this is not to care the point is that we're winning and that's all that matters all that matters is that LSU wins. Can I ask a serious question? What does LSU actually have to sell people as a university? Besides its veterinary program and its athletics department. I genuinely cannot figure it out. What does LSU have to sell to people that isn't about, like... And, and I get, this is most colleges, by the way, we can talk about the business of actual, like, colleges and how it's a complete and utter disaster. But just talking about as an athletics department, what do we really represent besides success? Is there anything else that we really have besides success and food? Like, cool, we got the food. But, like, like are, are we known for really... Are we really known for having accountability? Have we ever been known for having accountability? I get a lot of of athletics departments don't have that, actually. In fact, what am I even saying? Hold on. I need to go back on something real quick because I just thought of it uh, for a second. Yeah, I just realized accountability and college sports don't go well together. Why did I forget this? I forgot. The NCAA punishes you for trying to be accountable. Brian Kelly learned that the hard way. Um. Yeah, I just... This hire is just solidifying that idea that we keep seeing that LSU's... Like, why are you hiring someone so controversial? Because they win. And that's all you care about. You don't care about actually trying to build something that's more than a winning culture. All you care about is a culture of winning. You don't care about a culture of accountability. You don't care a culture that is supportive I mean I don't know about how Brian Kelly is seen by his former players but I can tell you there are other teams here at LSU where they build that the baseball team is one of the most incredible examples of that but Skip Bertman makes damn sure he will rise from his grave if when Jay Johnson goes if Skip Bertman ain't alive he will rise from his grave to make sure that the next hire isn't a bozo he'll make sure of that because he will make, like, that's, whole, that's his whole MO, is that he wants someone that's going to continue that tradition at LSU. Why can't we have more guys like that? I'm honestly serious here. Like, and I know this seems off topic, but this is the heart of the issue that I have with the Brian Kelly hire. Is that I just don't feel like we're doing the things that I wish we would do which is building a culture of either accountability or anything other 
than, you know, just saying, haha, we win again, lol. That, that, that's meaningless to me. And I've said this, like, to people, that I do not care as much about winning as I do about building a good culture. Because I believe that if you do the first thing, then you can do the second thing. I believe that it's possible to do both. I've seen it so many other places. We have done it with other sports. Why the hell can't we do it with football? Why the hell can't that happen in football? It's possible to do it. I get football's a cutthroat uh, sport where that can be hard. But it's possible to do it. If Kansas State can do it, and I get that they came from nowhere, but I mean, you have Bill Snyder and he meant so much to that and he built something really good and solid there. Granted, when he was gone, kind of sort of fell into a mediocre, I mean, a mediocre kind of, what are you? But still, that's something I just want to see. And I hope Brian Kelly can do it, but I got no faith in it just because I've never seen it. And that's going to do it for whatever this was. A little bit of a ramble about Brian Kelly and about why I just don't really, I'm not exactly thrilled by the hire. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, If you did, please share it with other people. Um, Don't forget that tomorrow there will be a goal to go kickoff show episode where I, you know, get everything ready for the Saints and Cowboys game. Ooh boy, Mark Ingram might be back. We'll have to check the final injury report. But until next time, you can find me on Twitter, by the way, at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for this one. I've been Ben Schluter. This has been a special presentation of Goal to Go. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>